Joe Brandon can't figure out a jacket, much less run our country. Nancy Pelosi thinks China is a shining example of freedom. And one woman went full true crime status when she attempted to poison her husband with drain cleaner. I'm crowning my losers of the week. Then he's a rock star and a good friend of mine. Jeremy Popoff of Lit joins me on set. And last but not least, you know I have some final thoughts. Plus, a couple four-legged friends help me celebrate my dirty 30. That's all next, and the show starts now. I'm 30 years old today, and some may say, Tommy, now that you're older and you're wiser, perhaps you are too old and too wise to make fun of losers every week. No, wrong, I'm still doing it. So let's get to our first loser of the week, a repeat offender, Joe Brandon. Now, if you thought Joe's inability to ride a bike or even stand up next to a stationary bicycle was cringeworthy, wait till you see what he's been up to this week. You know... I feel bad for the guy. I really do. But for God's sakes, 25th Amendment, this mess. If you're wondering why our enemies are emboldened, there it is. The man can't figure out a jacket or a handshake, let alone the supply chain, economy, border crisis, international conflict, and for damn sure not inflation. Danielle, thank you. Before I begin today, I want to say a word about the news that came out today relative to the economy. Actually, I just want to say a number, zero. Today, we received news that our economy had zero percent inflation in the month of July. I don't know what chart you're reading, buddy, but inflation is definitely not at zero. Inflation is actually at about 8.5%, but good try. The worst part is, guys, I don't even think he's trying to fool us. I think he's just a fool himself. Like, he actually has no freaking clue what's going on. But that is not the case with my next loser, who said exactly what she meant, Joe Biden is slipping, but Nancy Pelosi is just Freudian slipping. Take a listen. China is one of the freest societies in the world. Don't but take it from me. That's from Freedom House. Her people quickly jumped in to clarify. She actually meant to say Taiwan instead of China. Yeah, sure, you got it. That's called a Freudian slip. But Nancy is no stranger to slips of the tongue. How do you think her husband Paul's stock portfolio became so robust? But speaking of getting caught in the act, a dermatologist out of Irvine, California, has been accused of attempting to poison her husband with drain cleaner. Emily Yu has allegedly been slowly trying to kill her husband of 10 years by pouring drain cleaner into his drink. Now, her husband set up a security camera in the home after suspecting his wife was doing something like this for an undetermined length of time. From the footage, it looks like he caught her in the act. And she was arrested and then released. It's California, of course, and now faces a simple restraining order. You know, that wife did what so many only fantasize. I mean joke about doing, but dang, lady, if you can't stand him that much, put the drain cleaner down and just get a freaking divorce. But those are my losers of the week. And still ahead, Jeremy Popoff of the band Lit joins me in studio. Stick around. Well, if you have ears, you've heard the legendary song, My Own Worst Enemy, courtesy of my next guest and his band, Lit. The band has seven studio albums and no shortage of punk rock bangers. Joining me now is my friend, Jeremy Popoff. Jeremy, Hello. you've been in my studio before, before I was even here. So I'm glad I can actually have you back on the show in the actual seat. This has been a long time coming. Well, but thank you. I, I have to, to tell people about kind of how I met you. I think this was the second time I'd ever seen you in life. We were at a little place called Doghouse here in Nashville during COVID. And we were watching college football. The place was packed. So we go to your brother's house. 
And uh, then a little weird thing happened where your brother got arrested in his own home or right outside of his own home for having more than eight people in his own freaking home. Yeah, it was, uh, that was one of a small handful of things that made us move from Nashville out to uh, Williamson County. Uh, Cause it just was the most bizarre thing I'd ever, I'd ever been a part of. But it was that night, yeah, we were all out at doghouse. There was probably 200 people there you know, and it was when we had curfews at the bars and, um, and everybody had to go home at 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock or whatever it was then. And so we were like, well, let's go back to the house, you know? And, um, it was just a small handful of us that were sitting together already. And, uh, AJ, my brother and his wife, Andy Joe had just got their house. So they're like, oh, let's do it at our house this time. It's always at your house. All right, cool. And that was a time, if you remember where they were like starting to, um, they were like incentivizing neighbors to like rat out their neighbors. It was the weirdest <laughs> yep. thing. They used to do that in California with sprinklers. Like they would be like, if you know, if your sprinklers are on at your neighbor's house, call us and we'll give you a hundred dollars or whatever it was. But um, and that's what happens. One of it, one of his neighbors. You know, there was probably six of us inside and maybe another six outside on the deck. You know, Indoor, I, outdoor. Yeah. It was outside with a fire pit. It's a big house. We're not talking like we're in like a little trap house. Right. Okay. We're in a big house. Right. <laughs> and the neighbors, by the way, obviously had Biden signs in their yard. Obviously not smart to start with, but they did. They called and it was such a weird assortment of people. It's almost like it was out of a sitcom. So you got you and your brother. <laughs> I'm there. Clay Travis is there. Uh, Michael Ray is there. Gavin DeGraw is there. And that was the weirdest part of the night when the police came. We all went outside because we couldn't believe what was happening. Like, how could this possibly be? Like, we did nothing. There's no drugs here. There is no loud music. Yeah. It was simply because there were more than eight people. And our illustrious mayor, John Chicken Cooper, put out that decree that you couldn't have more than eight people in your own home. So the police show up. And we thought this was a freaking joke. I was ready for him to start stripping and yeah. singing songs and stuff because it was, it was that surreal and that ridiculous. But... You know, the other thing, too, is it was post-Thanksgiving, kind of before Christmas, in that little area. And I think everybody, including some of the, some of the cops, thought that that was just a temporary, like, thing for Thanksgiving. Like, hey, we don't want you to have 30 people for dinner, like, we're in a pandemic, blah, blah, blah. Even still, a lot of people were like, hey, man, it's my house. I'll have my family over if I want, yeah, no you know. Kidding. But, um, yeah, it was super surreal. So, anyways, they... He was arrested, technically. They didn't take him in, but he was, it was a misdemeanor. And he had, to, uh, he had to go to court, and he had to do community service, and he had to hire a lawyer and the whole deal. And um, it was pretty bizarre. Reminding people, this is because he had more than eight people in his own home. This is for nothing else beyond that. And we went outside. I mean, I'm a big supporter of law enforcement, so I thought, listen, this mayor... He's already been going around harassing all the bar owners in town, the mask police, all this. I thought, these officers, they don't want to be doing this. They're sent by the mayor. Right. They, they have to do their job. And then we spoke to the officers, and they're like, oh, no, they wanted to be there. I don't know if they were incentivized by it, but then it gets even weirder because we had to shut all the shades. We find out that they were actually in the backyard trying to record over the fence. They let themselves in the back fence to record us having more than eight people. Yeah, it was the, the the backyard thing was definitely like whoa, guys, that's that's a little crazy, but yeah, they um, they had pictures and videos and 
and it was so harmless and silly and just uh, what you know what do you do it, the craziest part of that time was we lived our house was right down the street if you remember and my truck kept getting stolen and broken into i'm literally five times and in front of my house and i had i had him on video and the whole thing and and the cops would show up and literally there's like there's nothing we can do i'm like I'm thinking like, well, the time it got stolen and we found it because I have the, the tracking and a Ford Pass app or whatever. I'm like, I know where it is. Should we go over there and stake it out so you get the bad guys? They're like, we don't. It, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like they're they're not going to prosecute them. I'm like, my brother's got to go to court for having a couple people over and you can't like catch the bad guys that stole my truck and broke my window. So it was just it was a surreal surreal time and we're happy now that we live out in Franklin and. It was such a, a stupid less time. It was a stupid time. I couldn't believe it. And then we had a uh, Gavin out there arguing about constitutional freedom with these officers. I mean, incredibly passionate about it. It was the weirdest thing. Clay dipped out. He's like, I don't want any of this yeah. smoke. Like, I'm gone. He jumped the fence. He went through yeah. the neighbor's yard. Like, I don't want to be here. There's more than eight people. Um, the weirdest time, though. And this is a time also where they we just come from a bar that they closed down early because apparently nighttime COVID is only a thing when you're in your own home. So we're beyond that now, but you left California yeah. to come to Tennessee because you were sick of California. And then you come to Tennessee to find out that California is basically becoming a way of life here. Well, that, yeah. I mean, we, we, we kind of escaped California at the beginning of uh, when it all started getting really super crazy. It had been getting crazier for a while, but then COVID really was the nail in the coffin. And um, so we already had a place out here. We've been coming here for so many years and it already felt like home. So it was just, it was a time. It just felt like, okay, let's go. And um, yeah, and then we set up camp in Nashville and then and then they the changing of the guard and then they start acting goofy too. And I'm like, golly, what do we have to, just have to keep moving until we find our spot, I guess. Well, but, now you guys are so far out, I don't think the cops would bother you because you're so far away at this point. Well, it's it's not as far as as it seems your first time, but you've only been out <laughs> once, so you're, you're like... It's it a great spot, though. It's it, a great spot. And you know I love your wife. There's more stories for that, too, maybe for, for another time. We don't want to <laughs> overload people with the name yeah. dropping, but we've got some good ones with Lauren as well. But because you guys just have your new album out, and I, everybody loves your music, everybody loves your songs, but I, I have to ask... Thank you. Do you get sick of playing My Own Worst Enemy? Because it is such an iconic song, and obviously that's like the song everybody associates with your band. Are you ever like, I just don't want to play this anymore? We've never felt that um, with that song because it's been such a, it's been such a blessing and such a, um, you can never, you, know, you write a song and you think it's great and you love playing it and you love the way the crowd responds to it. And then you're like, hey, maybe, it'll get on the radio. And then if it gets on the radio, you're like, hey, maybe it'll be a hit, you know? And then if it's a hit, you're like, well, I hope it, like, you know, it's just all these state, you can never prepare for a song that's gonna still be played 20 years later as much as it was played 20 years ago when it was a number one hit. It's just, it, it there's nothing you can do to prepare for that or to even control it because it's, it's out of our hands, you know? We're not even with that record company anymore. They're not out there working the song anymore. It's just this thing that just lives and keeps living. And it's an iconic song, and you crazy. hear it, and everybody knows that. Even if they don't know the title of it, they hear it, and they know it. But you guys have had a, a crazy ride, been a lot of places, done a lot of things, seen a lot of crazy people in the, the rock and roll lifestyle. You even yeah. you know, filmed a, a pilot for a reality show at one point, so you've done it all. So I want to know some of the craziest moments. First, I have to know the craziest fan ex experience, because... 
I know, different from country music, probably, the rock groupies have got to be wilder. They used to be before, like, <laughs> yeah. Social media kind of changed a lot of that stuff. It, there's still a lot of craziness out there, but everyone's a little bit more reluctant to partake, if you will, because everyone's filming and doing stuff. So it's a little bit more tame, I guess. But um, I mean, it's crazy. You know, we were, I was just telling somebody this story the other day. We got to play MTV Spring Break Cancun um, in 99. And we got to fly there on a private jet. And it was all the you know, stuff was happening and stuff was crazy. And we get there and we, the first night we're there, we're having dinner with Paris Hilton and Tara Reid, Jay-Z, Beyonce, Carmen Electra, like all these people. And we're all just sitting around going like, a year ago, we were watching this on TV. Right. You know, we were... <laughs> We were fans, you know, we're watching MTV going, wow, wouldn't that be cool? Now here we are sitting at the table with, with all these guys. And that was the trip that, that Carson Daly and Tara Reid got together. That was the trip that Jay-Z and Beyonce got together. We were on really? the plane with them. They weren't even sitting together because they weren't together yet. I'll never forget, Jay-Z was right in front of me walking onto the plane. And it was one of those ones where a big plane, you step onto it, first class is to the left, everything else is to the right. And the flight attendant was like point, telling everybody, like, we're all pretty rough around the edges. We've been partying for three days and performing and doing all that. And everyone's hung over and we're getting onto the plane. And the flight attendant's like pointing towards coach. And Jay-Z's like, I'm making a left right getting on this thing. <laughs> and, uh, and him and Beyonce were totally flirting from, you know, he was sitting, we were sitting, he was sitting right behind me. She's sitting over there and they're like talking back and forth. And then. You look at them now, but just being there when all that was happening, um, you know, waking up in the morning to go film our performance and, you know, Paris and Tara are coming back from being out all night. They're like throwing up in the bushes, you know, out in front of the hotel. <laughs> We're just like, this is our life. Holy, you know, crap. And um, stuff like that. Like, I think it was so much craziness that would happen, like playing Woodstock. I know there's two documentaries out there right now about Woodstock, so everybody's talking about it again. But we were there, and that was like next level. Like we had been on the road for six months. Wow. There was no social media, so our friends and our family hadn't seen us. They didn't really know what we were up to, and we got to be on the pay per view. So like a lot of our friends and family back home were able to like buy it on pay per view and have almost like Super Bowl parties at the house. Like we're right. gonna watch the boys play Woodstock, and um, and it was just it was awesome. How did you guys manage not to go the way of so many other rock bands and just be addicts and druggies and fall off the face of the earth, get in trouble, get arrested? You guys have kept a pretty clean image that I know of, other than the arrest, of course, the, <laughs> for the eight plus people in your home. Other than that, though, I you, mean, you wouldn't think it because people look at you and, they, and first of all, they, they would probably think a lot of things looking at you. They probably think and they can assume your lifestyle. But knowing you, it's the complete opposite of what you'd, you, what you'd expect. I mean, we definitely tear it up from time to time, you know? And we, um, I think it was just never our scene, you know? We were always pretty good kids that just had a passion for rock and roll and music. And um, that's what brought us together in the first place. We, you know, uh, AJ and Kevin, my, our bass player, we all met in junior high. And... Um, it was one of those things where, you know, you, we saw Kevin down the hall and, you know, seventh grade, he's wearing a Van Halen t-shirt. And 
I was wearing an Aussie shirt, you know, I was like, Hey, we like heavy metal. Let's be friends, you know? And, and, uh, we were fans of music in, you know, that's what brought us together. That's what keeps us together. And I think that, um, you know, we like to drink beer and, and, and make up songs and go play live. And that was our thing. You know, it never really, I mean, we've done silly things, but it was never, that was never our lifestyle. Right. You know? Well, you have a new album out. Where can people find it? And where can they hear your new stuff? That's a good question. I don't know where, where do they have albums? <laughs> <laughs> well, they can hear it all over everything. Yeah. You know, you, you guys can go are touring right now. We're touring and go to Spotify and go to, um, Apple music, anywhere that you get music. Um, it's there. We're out on the road. We have got vinyl and CDs with us, and and yeah, we're we're pumped. We made a, we managed to make a new lit record that sounds like classic old lit. So if you like, now we're standing me and miserable and um, Ziploc and over my head and songs from that era. The new record is very much more in that vein, and we were really focused on trying to make a fun rock and roll anthemic record that doesn't talk about viruses and politics and and well, you God. know recessions and stuff it's it's a it's a turn it up loud and hang right. out with your friends and have a few cocktails kind of record well you know I'll, I'll let you know my wedding when jp and i are announced that is the song we'll be listening to is my own worst enemy that will be our anthem and i already <laughs> said it i said set in stone this is what it is and jp said is that a, is that appropriate for a wedding and i said it absolutely is appropriate for a wedding and you and lauren are going to be there and you guys are going to be at my birthday tonight and i don't know if you're going to see but we're bringing in a couple of dogs here pretty soon so i'm going to do my best to have you adopt another dog as well well we're suckers for dogs so let's see let's see these little guys <laughs> all right thank you so much jeremy thanks and tommy and happy birthday thank you so much i will see you tonight and we'll have we'll have a lit good time all we'll right probably play my own worst enemy let's but do guys it. don't forget you can catch the full episode on outkick.com as well as our socials but we have exclusive content on outkick.com but up next hillary just won't go away and now she's taking her desperation to new levels my final thoughts are next In a pathetic attempt to resurrect herself and her political future from the dead, Crooked Hillary is using the Mar-a-Lago raid to hawk cheap merchandise. It's time for Final Thoughts. Hillary Rodham Clinton, the matriarch of the Clinton crime family, Crooked Hillary for short, is using the unjust and BS hit job in Mar-a-Lago to peddle these ugly hats. First of all, she photoshopped a hat on a picture of herself from at least 100 years ago. But moving on, really, Hillary? Selling $30 hats with a slogan about your emails? This isn't merchandise. This is an admission of guilt. Yes, Hillary, we're well aware you got away with having a private server stored in your freaking bathroom closet. We're well aware you turned over only half of the 60,000 emails on that server and deleted the others. Yes, we are well aware that your deep state pal Comey filed no charges though you had classified emails on that server. Let us also not forget Hillary smashed her mobile devices on at least two occasions as Secretary of State with a freaking hammer, for God's sake. Hillary is legit selling hats, trolling, and essentially taunting the American people over the fact she's been able to get away with murder. That's a figure of speech, sort of. But talk about a brazen criminal. Hillary is not only shameless, she's like a holiday fruitcake. She just won't go away. Just when we think we've gotten rid of her, boom, she pops back up like a Sanderson sister in Hocus Pocus. Who the hell keeps lighting her black flame candle? Please stop. 
But I'll tell you what, I hope to goodness she is indulgent and narcissistic enough to run again in 2024 because I love to watch her be defeated again and maybe even a second time by none other than Donald J. Trump. But those are my final thoughts. Don't forget you can catch the show on Outkick.com as well as our socials, but more exclusive content, of course, is on Outkick.com. From Nashville, God bless and take care. All right, in honor of my 30th birthday, I want to give back because nothing is more important to me than making sure that these wonderful dogs are rescued. I'm a big advocate for Adopt, Don't Shop, and I'm partnering today with the Nashville Humane Society because we've got a couple of dogs that need a little bit of love. So if you're in the Nashville area or willing to travel to the Nashville area, please come get these beautiful dogs. We have here uh, Adriana. Yes, so uh, she's a 10-month-old boxer mix, and she's so excited to be here. She she's is so such happy. such a people person. Yeah, she really is. And thank you for bringing toys for her, because that's her, that's her weakness. She loves playing tug-of-war. She loves playing fetch. And uh, she really is a sweet, sweet She is girl. a very sweet dog. And she's about to get your, get your shoes if yeah. she doesn't get a toy in her Everything's mouth. a toy. So tell me her story. How did she end up at the shelter? Okay, so we rescued her from an outer county shelter, a rural shelter that has time limits and stuff like that. And they were right. overcrowded. So uh, we, uh, we got her from that shelter. And now she's at Nashville Humane Association. Now she's here with you. And hopefully the next step is a forever home with one of her new stuffed toys. Oh, what kind of family would be ideal or what kind of person would be ideal? Okay, since she's, um, you know, 10 months old and still so active, um, she would do good with an active owner and maybe, you know, in a family that's got a fenced backyard and with older kids just because that tail of hers, it wags. And if it's right. at the same level as the kid, you know, <laughs> it wouldn't like it. But she is just so friendly and gets along with so many with other dogs that she would be great if you're looking for another friend for your dog too. She is so sweet and so happy and she needs a forever home. That's always the goal when you, when you have these situations. I don't know how you are able to not adopt or foster every single one of them because I would take them all if I could. They are so sweet and she's only 10 months old. Only 10 months old, she's still a baby. So she's as tall as she's gonna get. She may gain a little bit more weight, but this is pretty much Adriana. And you had mentioned it when she first walked in, you fell in love with her brindle coat. Yes. And to everyone out there, it's so soft. You really yes, gotta come visit soft. her and just pet her. And she's not a shedder. Really? Not really. I mean, yeah. a little bit, but you, you no won't notice it. No more than my it. chihuahua. Just, yeah, wear black all the time. You'll Aww. be fine. Good baby. All right. Well, we're going to get her a home, a forever home, because that is my mission. Mm -hmm. My 30-year-old mission today is to make sure we find somebody, because I know that there are a lot of people with land in Nashville that would love to have a dog to just run around, have a great time, and have fun. But we have another dog, too, that also needs a home. So we're going to introduce you guys to Tramp. That is next. All right, we have another dog that needs a home. Again, if you're in the Nashville area and you're looking for a wonderful dog, maybe a, a dog by the name of Tramp, we certainly have that here today, and he is at the Nashville Humane Society. Please tell me what kind of dog this is, because I have never seen such a unique animal okay. in my life. He is the most handsome dog ever. He is a large mixed breed terrier mix, wire hair, um, and uh, he's got this gorgeous brindle coat. And he is just the friendliest boy ever. He's also our longest resident at Nashville Humane. So How long has he been there? He's been with us over two months. And it Aww. really doesn't make much sense. You know, like this guy, he's potty trained. He gets along with other dogs. He's fine around cats. He likes kids. You know, he's just a good dog. He is active, though. He is. He wants to get and play in yeah. here so bad. He wants to run around the set and maybe go get some moonshine. <laughs> he's having fun in Nashville. But you said he's potty trained. He's good with kids. Mm -hmm. 
He's been there for with you guys for two months, having a great time, but he's ready for a forever home. He really is. An and active owner would be amazing, too, because this guy, um, we have some volunteers that come in early in the morning, and he's got a jogging buddy named Abraham that he goes out and jogs with. So he's a good jogger, he's too. He's a great jogger. So for all those maybe mothers out there who like to go run in the morning, they need a companion. He'd be the best company. He is. And you know what? He can look intimidating, too. He right. could be a good watchdog. But you and I both know he's, he's a big not, love bug. He could look intimidating, yeah. though, but look at that beautiful face. If Do I let him go right now, he would run up and hug you I know and kiss he would. You. He would jump right mm -hmm. up on my shoulders. Yeah. Hey. So where can my viewers go to not only see Tramp, but see Adriana? Okay, so um, he's at Nashville Humane Association. We're located at 213 Osceola Avenue, which is over in West Nashville. We're open Tuesday through Sunday uh, from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. So you know what? Just come on down and visit. These guys that you met today would both love to meet you, and so would all the other dog, cats, puppies, and kittens we have available for you adoption right now. You guys have right everything. Now. Yeah. And you guys do such an amazing job. That's the thing I love about following your pages is you guys are dedicated to these dogs. You love these dogs, and you want to find a forever home, people that love them just as much as you guys do. So if you guys are interested, make sure you go check out Adriana and Tramp because they need a forever home, and that forever home could be yours. Remember, adopt, don't shop. Rescue dogs are the best out there. I say this from personal experience. So God bless these animals and go check out the Nashville Humane Society. Thank you guys so much. Thank you for all the birthday wishes. God bless and take care.